So today's topic is about the indigenous people of the Americas. Now, just so you know, this is more of a setting you up to do the assignment kind of a lecture than a here's I'm going to give you all the information kind of a lecture. Although there is some good information in here. Uh, let's start with the terminology. So I keep I keep using or at the beginning of the lesson, but I, I've used the term indigenous and I'll use that many, many, many times. Indigenous means native. It's kind of a fancy word that means that they come from the area that we're talking about. So in this case, if we say indigenous Americans, we're talking about people who are indigenous to the Americas. Now, we also use the term American Indian. Why? Well, let me tell you about an experience I had. I was working on my first master's degree, the, the one in American Studies, and I was interviewing a uh, local Shoshone man. And I said something about, I asked him a question about being a Native American. And he laid into me. He gave me a lecture that must have been probably 15, 20 minutes long. Native Americans, that's not what I am. Who taught you to use that term? That's just PC garbage, blah, 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 blah. Um, he said that the treaties were made with American Indians. They weren't made with Native Americans. Now, I since have learned a lot more about kind of the attitude that he had and, and other things. First, you should know that most historians who focus on Native history will use the term American Indians. So, for example, I couldn't fit it in my schedule, which was a bummer. But one of the options I had in my current master's degree is to do a, uh, a class called American Indian History, taught by a dude named Echo Hawk. Now, as you can imagine, Echo Hawk is a native name, and yet he chose to use that terminology for himself. Uh, other native people get really, really upset. There's a wonderful Navajo woman who lives down in the Four Corners region who just hates the term American Indian and says it's awful and tries to encourage everyone to use the term Native American. What I really want you to get out of it is first, when someone says American Indian, I don't want you to, oh my goodness, because some Native people prefer that term. More importantly, though, I want you to get that what people call themselves is very personal. And so we, we tend to think that we can paint with broad brush strokes, and it just doesn't work. So some indigenous people like being called American Indians, and some absolutely hate it. Um, some prefer the term, some despise it. Now, what do you call them then? Well, in your daily life, when you're not in class thinking about cultural and issues and stuff like that, it's just don't call them anything. Like, don't refer to people by their race. If you have a native friend, then talk, call him by his name. You know, Steve or Jim or whatever it is. Don't, don't call him by their race. 
but if you are doing it, if you are doing something like a history class, if you're talking about it, just understand that the terminology itself is debatable and controversial. And use what you think is most appropriate and respectful. Uh, as a general rule, though, if you can refer to a specific tribe, do refer to that tribe. Okay, so... Moving on from terminology into uh, background. For, for the background of this, we, we need to talk about culture. So starting with uh, the definition of culture. Culture is everything that people have, think, and do as a society. So once again, everything people have, think, and do as a society. Now, Think about that for a minute. Uh, as a society, as a group, what do we have? Well, all of us have cell phones, or most of us have cell phones. We have cars. In the western United States, cars are a huge thing. They're not as important in a big city back east. Uh, what else do we have? We, most of us have some form of computer in our house. Not everyone in the world would boast that kind of thing. A lot of us have ring doorbells. Um, but really, it's more like, what do we have? Well, we wear clothes. All of us do. Otherwise, we have issues, right? So we, we all have some kind of pants or skirt or dress or whatever and we have some kind of top it's just the way it is uh, back in the 70s people started challenging even this notion so they started to put up signs that said no shirt no shoes no service because some dude would walk in without his shoes on without a shirt and they were like you 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 nasty go go get dressed so that's a have do there are some things that we tend to do as a society we tend to celebrate common holidays uh the fourth of july christmas we uh even those who aren't religious tend to have santa come and visit we have certain things then that we do we drive on the right side of the road and uh, what we think. Now, instantly a lot of people hear the, what do we think as a society? And they're like, we, we don't think anything in common. But if I were in front of you and I shoved my right index finger clear up my right nostril, most of you would think, yeah, that's nasty. A lot of you would say, yeah, that's nasty. Because we tend to, do, we do have some things that we think in common. Now, there's always that one weird person who doesn't think like everyone else, but I'm not talking about being exactly like all the other people. What I'm talking about is the things that we do have in common. Now, Understand that culture is something that changes over time. What we think of as normal isn't necessarily normal. One thing that helps us think about this is the acronym WEIRD, which stands for Western, 
educated, industrialized, rich, and democratic. And all of those things are weird in both time and space. Most of the world isn't educated. We are incredibly wealthy compared to most of the rest of the world. So we're a little weird. We think that what we do is normal. So this little section here, uh, just these two days, and I wish we had longer. I, I could do a whole trimester on this. What we, what we need to understand is that before the Europeans arrived, there were massive numbers of native people living here already. That they had their own cultures, they had their own ways of doing things, and they were not weird. They were not Western, educated, industrialized, rich, and democratic. By educated, by the way, I mean formal educated education. Everybody has their system of education. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to examine some of these native cultures. And what I'm tasking you with is to pick one. Choose a native, uh, an indigenous American culture that you can do some research on. Now, what research are you going to do? You're going to describe their cultural universals. And I would love it if you did this in like a Google slideshow so that you had some kind of element of um, it, uh, of images with it. So you had some pictures so that you could demonstrate this. But a cultural universal is things that everyone does. That's why it's called the universal but that everyone does them differently according to their culture. So cultural universals, there are dozens of things, maybe even hundreds, that everybody does, but we're just going to focus on a few of them. Okay, so the first is the acquisition of food. Every culture has, has to have some system whereby they can get food. Now, you seeing what the cultural universal is here? Getting the food. Everybody has to get food. But they all get food differently. So some go, uh, we go down to a store, a supermarket. When people come from other parts of the world, they can't believe the amount of food that we have sitting in front of us. In other places, there's they're grocery stores just aren't as big as ours are. Uh, some places they go in and they'll find the stuff just kind of sitting out. You know, there's a bunch of raw chicken sitting on ice and you just use your hands to pick up what you want. We think that's strange, but that's not our way of doing it. Where, meanwhile, there's other people in the world who have to go fishing for their food or hunting or gathering still. It's still a thing. So food acquisition is the first one. Second is shelter. We all have to have some form of a roof over our heads, whether that's a cave or a tent, or what form does it take? Is it made of clay or tin? Or 
asphalt shingles? Well, what is it made of? What what kind of shelter do we have? And uh, who's invited into our shelter? Who is welcome to just walk in? And to what parts? Like there's some parts of the Middle East where an adult male who is not the husband is not allowed past the entryway. And that includes members of the family, male members of the family, your age. Okay, third is language. Everyone has some way of communicating with each other. It's just required. Uh, along with language, you have specific elements that reveal what's important to you. For example, my wife is from Florida. When she moved to Utah and it started to snow, I'd ask questions like, well, you went outside. What kind of snow is it? What? It, it's snow snow. It's cold and wet. Oh, no, no. There's like slushy snow. There's the powder, right? Powder is a big thing in Utah. Uh, we have different kinds of dryness. We, we describe the snow differently. Language includes that kind of thing. What do we choose to describe and how much detail do we choose to give to it? Uh, hunters have many more words for the animals they encounter and the parts of the animals they encounter than a non-hunter does. Unless the non-hunter is like a wildlife biologist. Anyway, family is next. Who is in your family? That's part of culture. And, and who is considered close family and far family? In Western, in weird society, Western educated, right? Uh, we tend to view the immediate family as just like mom, dad, kids. But what about... Uh, my neighbors are from Mexico and I don't know how everyone in their house is related but it can't be just mom dad kids uh, so think about that Who who's in the family grandma and grandpa are they members of the immediate family we trace our lineage usually traditionally we've traced our lineage through the father but a lot of native tribes traced it through the mother. Hey, social control. Uh, how do you get people to behave? Do you shun them? Do you yell at them? And especially, how do you get children to behave? H how, do you, how do you stop them when they're being obnoxious? What role do you have? What, what's your job uh, with, with that? Uh, next is music. What do we consider music? What's beautiful to us? And what grates on our ears? We learn that. That's not ingrained in our biology. Well, some of it is. Some of it's not. And last, games and entertainment. What do you do for fun? Every culture has some things that they do for fun. Okay, so... What I want you to do, once again, is create a Google slideshow or a PowerPoint or an infographic or however you want to do it, where you pick one native culture. Now pick one that existed before Columbus. Uh, the Mississippians are a great choice. A lot of people don't know about them. Sometimes they're called the Mound Builders. The Anasazi 
um, who should not be called the Anasazi, and I'll let you dig into that. There's plenty of other native people. I want you to pick someone and how they were, preferably even before Columbus, but before the United States, certainly. And I want you to list how they did each one of these cultural universals. How did they get food? What did they use for shelter? What was their language like? And what what words were important to them, etc., etc. Get all seven of them and go through and make a little thing where you've researched a tribe that you're interested in. I'll list a few of them in the assignment uh, for you. I will have you share this with some of your neighbors and I'll give you probably time tomorrow. Uh, of course, you could be listening to this three weeks from now, but I'll give you some time.